Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hey, what's up, y'all? Alan Kenny, host of the Blaine Horizon Podcast, part of Crimson and Cream Machine on the SB Nation Network of Podcasts. We uh, took last week off from giving you picks, trying not to suck, our weekly college football handicapping podcast. But we're back this week, uh, me and the skinny, ready to give you our favorite college football picks from uh, the uh, for the upcoming week of action. Skinny, how you doing? Man, I'm doing well. It's been, uh, you know, for the Sooners, it's been a fun couple weeks of football. So, um, you know... I'm not overly jazzed about this Kansas game, but uh, there'll, there'll be some good stuff to come this season. So, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's kind of uh, a little bit of a reset here the past couple of weeks. So uh, we'll get into uh, the Sooners a little bit later on. But first off, we're going to uh, give you our favorite picks uh, from the college football se- uh, week. Pardon me, coming up here. Um, just to recap, we give our five favorites every week. Uh, neither of us, we don't share beforehand. So these are coming to you, uh, you know, hot and fresh last week. I went three and two, uh, taking my record to 20 and 15 on the year, 57% overall against the spread. Um, I missed out with Clemson and Washington, but I hit on air force Fresno state and South Florida skinny was uh indisposed last week did not give picks so we will give him a zero we won't uh we won't count last week against him uh so he is currently at uh let's see here 12 and uh, 23 does that sound right ouch that sounds about right that's uh that's right well wait no 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 you are 12 and 18 I'm sorry. So yeah. 40%. Okay. Well, either way, it's bad. I know it's below fifty percent, which is really yeah all you, that matters. So you need, you need some winners here. So uh, so I do. Start, I got. Start I, think I got some. Yeah. Give us. All right. Your, I got. I first. got one. I got one. So I'm looking at USC going to South Bend. Uh, USC's getting seven here. Uh, you know, boy, I know it's not a great situation at SC right now, but you also look at Notre Dame. Uh, this is more because I, I just don't have any confidence in Notre Dame, uh, you know, with, with that offense, with, with no real quarterback banged up, I, you know, the defense is, the defense is pretty solid, but I just have no, I'm off the no name bandwagon. I have no faith that they can, uh, they can really run away from anybody. SC coming off an off week. I, I'm going to take him getting the seven points going to South Bend. Yeah, this is one that uh, I looked pretty hard at. And one of the interesting things here is, you know, USC having that um, interim coaching staff there. You know, a lot of people would say, oh, well, you know, those guys, maybe they're looking for new jobs or, you know, they're they're not really focused on, uh, you know, what the, what they've got at hand here. I I think it's almost the opposite for the USC coaches. I mean, they need new jobs. Their chances yeah. that they're going to um, – 
keep Williams around as the next head coach is are, are pretty low. So, you know, if they finish up strong here, they might be able to parlay that into a new opportunity. So, yeah, I think if I'm if I'm on one side here, I'm going USC. It's not one of my five though. But okay, so Skinny's first pick, USC plus seven. All right, um, I've got the Big Twelve game of the week for my first pick, um, Oklahoma State traveling to Ames, Iowa, to take on the Iowa State Cyclones. Uh, numbers a little thicker here than I think a lot of people expected with uh, the Cyclones giving a touchdown. But I really like Iowa State in this spot. I feel like, first of all, they're kind of coming around. They always seem to do this. Uh, you know, they start slow and then kind of come on in October. And um, Oklahoma State's offense just is not good, especially throwing the ball and you can't really run on the Cyclones that well. Uh, I just feel like this is going to be a case where OSU really struggles to put points on the board. And I think that they get kind of smothered by the Cyclones. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the seven with ISU. Yeah, I wanted so badly to pick this game. But the line is so weird and I feel like everyone's talking about it. It just has me like I, I just passed. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Yeah. So what's your second? All right, I've got Wisconsin going to Purdue. Um, kind of a classic letdown situation here for Purdue, right? I mean, nice win last weekend, but, you know, I, I think maybe that says as much about Iowa as it does Purdue. Um, for that reason, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Wisconsin, you know, I obviously, you know, solid defense, but, uh, you know, struggling on offensive end this year. I'm going to go ahead and take Wisconsin in a spot that I think sets up pretty well for them uh, laying the three. Yeah, you know, this isn't one of mine, but I think that I will probably on my own end up taking Wisconsin here. Um, you, you mentioned it, though, uh, you know, letdown spot for Purdue. And that line is really telling you something just based on the way these two teams have looked. Um, you know, that's 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 telling you Wisconsin's the side here, in my opinion. So, um, all right. So skinny. That is Wisconsin lane three. Right. All right. OK. My second pick, uh, another Big 12 game. I'll go ahead and get them both out of the way here. Uh, West Virginia plus four and a half, uh, traveling to TCU. Uh, TCU is another team that's kind of in a little bit of a letdown spot here uh, after playing Oklahoma last week. Uh, of course, they you know they got uh, ended up losing by three touchdowns, but um, you know TCU uh, the defense just doesn't bring much to the table, uh, which you know in a lot of ways is a good thing, but. Uh, again, it, or pardon me, isn't doesn't matter so much uh, against a team like West Virginia that has kind of a pop gun offense. But I think West Virginia is going to, uh, you know, give really give the Horn Frogs some problems moving the ball here. Um, you know, I, I just can't envision this going more than you know four points one way or the other. So I'm going to go ahead and take the four and a half with the Mountaineers. Oh man, uh, you know uh, it's classic. Every time you know, every time a team plays OU well, I, I think they're going to be good going forward. And then I, I was on the West Virginia bandwagon; it hasn't worked out for me. But um, I, you know, I, I think your rationale makes sense. So yeah, yeah. All right, so that's West Virginia plus four and a half. Your third pick, Skinny. Lay it on me. All right, Pac-12. Looking at Oregon going to UCLA. Um, you know, I, boy. Uh, Chip Kelly, uh, you know, I, I was skeptical uh, a few years ago. I mean, he, he's turned things around, he, or he's got things moving in the right direction, right? Um, then you look at Oregon. I'm generally not big on these kind of things, but one in five against the spread this year. I'm going to go ahead and take UCLA lane the two. 
Yeah. You know, UCLA, it's kind of funny because it seems like they really just decided they were going to give, you know, Chip Kelly a lot of space to do his thing. And, uh, you know, he's got them playing pretty well. You know, they're not particularly good at quarterback. That's That seems to be the real issue there. But then again, neither is Oregon. So, uh, all right, Skinny is going to lay the two with the Bruins. All right. Okay, my third pick. Um, okay, so normally I stay away from situations like this, but you've got Ole Miss minus nine and a half. Uh, they're hosting the LSU Tigers. Coach O coming in uh, after being relieved of his duties. Um, you know, you look at last week, and LSU got so many points off of Auburn or probably Florida turnovers uh, that contributed to that upset win. Um, but you know, a lot of what I'm seeing around LSU, I mean, first of all, Coach O doesn't have much really to coach for. It sounds like I think he's going to, uh, you know, kind of uh, take it easy, enjoy that buyout life for a little bit after he's done here. Um, and you know, I think that for the players, I'm not sure. Just everything that I've read doesn't make me think that they're particularly, you know, kind of down with Coach O at the moment. I kind of see them. This is a potential spot where they where they lay down and uh, Lane Kiffin hits the throttle. So I'll go ahead and go with Ole Miss minus nine and a half. Yeah, it, it's been a weird week for both of these programs. So um, it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out. Yeah, yeah, very strange week. All right, what's your fourth? All right, I'm going to the Big Twelve. I've got K State losers of three in a row. Um, going into tech K-State's getting one here. At least that was what, what I had as of, uh, earlier, um, boy, you know, obviously K-State's in a tough spot. Uh, I know Kleiman's imploring the media to, uh, help encourage the team a bit, which is, was odd, but you know, it, again, I, you know, I think there's kind of a clear pecking order in the big 12, in my opinion. I mean, I've watched tech play boy. I, there, I, I just don't think much of them. I, I kind of think it's Kansas at the bottom and then tech and then, I don't know. You could maybe argue about the next spots. I, I think K-State's the better team here. Um, getting one going on the road. I'm going to take K-State. I, I think they went out right. All right. That's Kansas State plus one. Yeah, that one I don't really have a good feel for. So I ended up I, – I looked at it, but I ended up passing. All right. So my fourth – oh, gosh, okay. This is a real stank game. But um, last week I was on South Florida. Uh, they were hosting Tulsa. And – it was one of the more fortunate covers. I mean, it was a case where I think they got outgained by like 300 yards, and Tulsa just kind of kept shooting itself in the foot and eventually ended up uh, pulling ahead late, I think, with like 47 seconds left to get Tulsa did to uh, win by a single point. Um, so South Florida covered. I'm going to go the opposite way this week after seeing that. Give me Temple plus two and a half. Uh, you know, this is all really just fading South Florida, which is – turned into just a, a debacle of a program. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. 
Buying insurance can be complicated, and you might have a lot of questions, like, what if my policy doesn't cover that? Or, what if I need to make a claim in the middle of the night? Good news, State Farm is there for all your what-ifs. You can reach them 24-7, talk through any questions with your agent, and you can even file a claim on the State Farm mobile app. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com to get a quote today. Yeah, oof. All right, what's five? Okay, um, I'm looking at Tennessee going to Alabama. You know, we got the rivalry game here. Um, and this is a situation where you, you've got to look at, at Tennessee coming off kind of that emotional loss last week and everything that went into, you know, the fans throwing stuff on the field, a late game, um, you know, going. And then you also have to look at, you know, what's what's a, a coaching mismatch here and then, uh, you know, Bama having something to prove. I hate lines this big, generally speaking, but I'm going to go Bama lane the 25. All right. Yeah, I think um, for me, that one kind of depends on who's playing quarterback. If it's Joe Milton, yeah, I would definitely be willing to lay that with the, with the Crimson Tide. Um, all right. My last one, really, uh, this goes against a lot of my principles here. I just didn't like many of the games on the board this week. So, uh, But this one goes, I mean, uh, you know, Wake, Wake Forest was off last week which normally I, I tend to uh, like teams that are coming off a bye, but they've got Army plus, uh, coming to, uh, or pardon me, they're going to West Point. And, you know, Army uh, against a defense that really doesn't stop the run all that well at Wake Forest, um, you know, that's obviously what Army's going to want to do. I feel like possessions will probably be pretty low in this game. I'll go ahead and I will take the three and a half that uh, the, the Black Knights are getting here. So that's Army plus three and a half. Yeah, it, it was a rough week, man. I it was um, it was tough, you know, teasing out five games there. Yeah, you know, when uh, ESPN Game Day is going to uh, what uh, Oregon UCLA, and then you've got Fox uh, and Bob Stoops and what and Co going to uh, Michigan for Northwestern Michigan. The, the pickings are slim. Yeah, no doubt. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about the Sooners. Obviously. Uh, not much to talk about, I guess, with uh, Kansas this week, which is just a brutally bad team. Um, if OU loses this game, you know, obviously that's uh, just a catastrophe. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, but you know, the big story, obviously, around the program is the change of quarterback, uh, Caleb Williams. I mean, just general thoughts early. Yeah, I mean, what's um, boy, what's not to like? I mean, the kid is obviously. Uh, very talented you know I, I think one thing that's you know I, I think certainly people have talked about it but maybe just people don't talk about it enough it's just the running threat that he presents and, and how that you know the different dimension that adds to this offense that you know Spencer Rattler just doesn't have um and I also think there's just some intangibles um that are that are kind of hard to pin down that that this kid just seems to have that that Rattler doesn't but I mean it's it's very clear the impact he has on this offense. And, uh, you, you know, it, it's amazing how all of a sudden these receivers, you know, you thought maybe part of the problem is this receivers not getting open. Like none of it was looking good. And then in, you know, a matter of a few quarters, it, it looks, I mean, I mean it, it, it's almost unbelievable how this has changed, but um, it, it hard, you know, you probably can't say enough about the impact he's had on this team. Yeah. You know, Part of the problem, I think, is that OU's offensive line really hadn't played up to par for the first, you know, six games of the year, at least not not what anyone expected. And you know, that just 
it just limited kind of what what you could do. Teams were you know playing the last the, the soft zone, not not allowing big plays, and then you know counting on uh, counting to kind of win a lot of battles up front. Um, you know, not having a more mobile guy back there just was limiting what they can do. You know, I mean, it's not that in my opinion, Lincoln Riley's offense can't work that way. It's just more like, you know, the line's got to be able to open up enough holes in the running game to make it work. And, you know, with Williams back there, adding that extra runner, it just, it just opens everything up. I mean, to me, that's, that's the big, uh, that's the big takeaway that, and I really didn't expect him to be as much, you know, just as polished of a thrower as, as he really is. Yeah. He's, uh, he's outstanding. I mean, you look at some of those throws that, you know, a couple of those, you know, the back shoulder throw to Hazelwood or, uh, you know, even that little kind of post route that he hit a Hazelwood for a touchdown. He just zipped the ball there in that second half. I mean, um, the kid, the kid appears like he can do it all. Right. Right. So, you know, of course now it's kind of, uh, you know, give and take with OU because the other side of the ball defense, I mean, uh, last week, I, I, is this a case of OU just being banged up or teams just taking advantage of, uh, big weaknesses? Yeah, I think that's a lot. I mean, you certainly look, you know, Woody Washington, Delarian Turner, yell Jalen Redmond. I mean, they, Look, this is not a great defense by any means, but it, it, it's certainly not a defense that can afford to be missing, you know, a lot of major contributors like they were. I mean, out in DJ Graham, right? I mean, go on. You got Billy Bowman then playing in a in a bad spot for him. So, I mean, yeah, I think it's I think it's some of that. But uh, you know, can this defense be a pretty solid, a uh, uh, you know, a kind of a twenty-five to thirty type defense in the country? Yes. Are they going to be dominant? I, I just don't see it. You know, that defense front is obviously great. Um, and, and the rest of the defense outside of a few spots, you know, is is pretty average. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's just some spots where it just, you know, I know a lot of people were expecting the linebacker, inside linebackers to be a strength of the team. And, you know, they're just a lot of, you know, just strange mistakes there that and, and just kind of lack of physicality. I think, you know, OU's offense, or pardon me, defensive line is really, really good, but you still seen, you know, they're they not quite like just a, a all world type line. You know, they were playing so well, I thought, uh, really before Redmond got hurt too, and that kind of changed things, the dynamic there. But um, that, you know, I guess that's another part to watch. But really, yeah, I mean, they need the they need their corners healthy to, uh, have, you know, to hope to get where they want to go. I think the rest of the way, because you know, the, the offense has a spark now, um, you know, just get not giving up those big plays will be important. Down the street. Yeah. And I, I do think they will get better um, when they have the full complement of players. I, I, again, I just think this is, you know, I, I had a little bit higher hopes for this defense and I, I just don't think, um, you know, I, I just don't think they're quite there with the personnel on that side of the ball. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, OU's favored by 38 points here. Uh, I mean, I think we're both thinking an OU win. Uh, if you, if you were to uh, place a wager on this one, which way would you lean? Ooh, that's tough. Kansas has been so bad. I mean, they're bad by Kansas standards, right? Um, at the same time, you know, I, I can see Lincoln Riley treating this as, hey, look, I just don't want to get some guys hurt, um, you know, kind of taking his, his foot off the gas. Uh, I, I mean, I guess if I had to bet it, I would, I would just take Kansas in the points. Uh, 
but oh boy, this is a tough one. Yeah, I'm with you insofar as Riley just seems to approach these games like he just wants to endure them as opposed to uh, make any statements. So, yeah, yeah I, I think that the taking the points would be the way to lean here. No, I, I agree. All right, well, Skinny, um, I've taken up enough of your time, man, but I really appreciate you coming on, and we'll see if you can get back yeah. on the horse this week. Yeah, man, it's I, I got to start my comeback now. It's I'm losing time. <laughs> all right, all right, thanks, man. Uh, all right, have a good one. You too, man. All right, thanks to the Skinny for joining us, and uh, thanks to you all for joining us too. Please make sure to rate, review, subscribe, whatever it is out there you get your podcast. Give us one of those five star reviews. Uh, thanks again for joining us, and for the Blatant Homers and Podcasts, I'm Alan Kenny. Take it easy. <laughs>